Well, Jay, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling a little cooped up here. It's time. Uh, it's time for a move. I think get some uh, some space, some bigger yard, that kind of thing. What do you think? You are really gonna move, but like that's like that's a big deal. Like you can't do it that. It is a big deal. You're, you're scared to even leave your living room. <laughs> it's a. It seem what seems like a big deal moving isn't when you use the right people. You can use these sell your own home situations where you're you're bartering with a guy in your driveway for 45 minutes and you end up selling for $3 or you can use a professional that makes moving actually simple. Who are we going to use? But the problem is obviously Tom, but my worry is like you're so far, you're in Orleans. Tom will come to Orleans, he'll go to Russell, he'll go to Clarence Creek, he'll go to west of the Westie Village, wherever it is out there. <laughs> he'll go anywhere for you and make that experience that you were talking about of nervous or a lot of work, make it seem like nothing. Bastion and Ferguson will literally smooth out the easiest move of your life. Wow, even in Orleans, I just can't get over that. Yeah, once you hit 10th line, 11th line, 14th line, he's still coming. He's driving in his brand new Dodge Caravan, carries his family around in, will sell your home. That's what I'm looking for, an easy ride with Bastion and Ferguson. Look them up, he's gonna sell you quick and easy. Jason Whiting, you're in the World War II. The entire no. world's at war. Where do you want to be? In a plane in the Air Force, on a ship in the ocean, or in a tank on the ground? Plane. Really? 100%. I've listened to too many podcasts where they, 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 they're chance of survival is greater than the other two that you said. I admit plane over boat. Boat would scare the crap out of me. Yeah. Easy. But give me land any day. But that's just in anyway, a tank. whatever. Okay. Pardon? In a tank though? No. In a plane, I'm over people. If I got shut off, I'm I'm jumping out of the plane with a parachute and I'm yeah. I'm marrying a girl in in uh, Holland <laughs> and I'm there for the rest of my life. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Steve. You have one throw, really good flat rock, one throw into a lake. How many skips do you get? I love this. That's a great question. Like, I feel that's personal. It is. It's <laughs> so personal. Like, how happy are you when you find a really good flat rock? Yeah. Oh. It's amazing. And then but you have to, then you have to t try to teach your kids how to do it, and they throw it all flinky, and you're like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is I'm the lake? 
Is the lake is wet? The lake still, still like has to be. Like, you don't yeah. you don't throw it into waves. Yeah, it's, it's still. How many do you get? One throw, on N- average. Nine, nine, nine. Yeah, wow. that's a lot of skips. Pretty good. Soccer snobs, we are back. No guests today. Just the snobs, Steve, Jay, and I'm Mark. We can put away our suit and ties a little bit <laughs> now. Quick update on the Soccer Snobs Premier League Fantasy Pool. There's 45 people in the league. Notables at the top, okay? Former Fury star, okay? Obasi is leading the pool. No. Leading the pool. Former teammate of mine and uh, fellow Ukrainian, Andriy Shwarek, is in second. Wow. And a shout-out to Les Escobar, who's in sixth place. Ooh, wow. I'm in seven. Jamie so Ram. He's just below me at eighth or ninth. How okay. bad? Yeah. How bad are uh, Jay and I? Uh, honestly, I didn't even scroll down that far, but it's low. It's low. <laughs> I'm not even on it. I'm yeah, on Steve. It. Yeah, Steve. Oh is. my god. So <laughs> nice. Before we kick into our topics today and all that good stuff, we wanted to take a minute to mention our social media channels, and some of the awesome feedback we've been getting. Follow us on Twitter at SoccerSnobs1, Instagram at SoccerSnob1, and Facebook by searching up Soccer Snobs. We're also on the web, the World Wide Web, triple dubs, SoccerSnobs.ca. That's a lot of S's for like my half Oh my life. God, yeah. driving me nuts right now. Yeah. I'm like spitting all over my mic. I think it's cute. <laughs> so some quick listener feedback okay we got uh, tyler farrell rose who thinks huffman should easily have been in our top 10 someone brought up a name we weren't aware of uh mickey cantave who's got nine caps for uh, haiti I saw, that. I saw that yeah okay so that's that and uh, our buddy uh antonio assad said we should have gabby bitar who He's getting there. He uh, yes. he's definitely in the yeah. convo. Yeah, not okay. a bad show. Not a, not a bad shout at all. Yeah, and a big shout out to Aaron Hooper, who's been uh, promoting us on Twitter and uh, and as a as a fan of ours, and uh, we uh, we appreciate uh, his follow. So, if you want to get on the show, get active on social media. Tell us what you think. Good question of the first. Hold on, Mark. Mark, yeah. you're right. I, I missed you guys. I feel like we did take the suits off. It's just the three of us. Like, you know, time to let the let the facade down a little bit here. Yeah. You know what it is? It's after Thanksgiving dinner. Just undo the top <laughs> button and just be like, you know what? Oh, yeah. It's good. It's yeah. So true. That Bunbury interview, like, had me gushing. Uh, like, I was like, when he was talking about the West Ham story, it changed my life. And so, like, it's good to just be like... You know, just relax a bit. Get to know Jason, Mark, and Steve again. Yeah, great call with the Thanksgiving. That's Bunbury was like Thanksgiving dinner. And then we had like Holmes on who just blew it up. It was just like rapid. Like there was no breaks with that guy. And it's yeah. just nice to sit back on the couch. And yeah. the pants. John Holmes would be the best auctioneer oh. ever. Like he's just rapid fire. I, I, I just, he was just a machine gun of knowledge that's the yeah. way i'm gonna put him and yeah. nobody yeah. saw because we're we're a podcast but he was in his car 
and I felt like the whole time he wasn't even looking at the screen. He was looking like I think at his son's game and like in the sky. I didn't even know if he was paying attention. And then, bang, he just shot out like answers. Yeah, unreal, unreal guests, and I'm so thankful for them. And and it's nice to let that uh, buckle out. So Jay, I'm going to start with you, Mark Dos Santos. Yes, Jay, that's that's kind of where I'm heading. He's in a bit of trouble right now in the Whitecaps. Okay, I'm not going to talk about the Whitecaps games and this. That's boring news of the day. But I'm going to spin it one way. His staff. Now, he's gone to, from place to place to place. Now he's in the highest level he's been in, MLS. Yeah. And I see his brother, and I see his goalkeeper friend coach, and I see this, and they're struggling. And I say to myself, don't at this level now, don't you need somebody who's got different ideas, a new challenge, a new a, a, a voice that's going to challenge you? What do you think? Well, I first of all, I rate Mark DeSantos really highly, and um, he's actually a fantastic human being in my mind. And Phil, I've learned so much from. I don't know much about the goalkeeping coaches. Um, uh, I, I know I, I would recognize him if I saw him like uh, online um, or at, uh, on TV, but um, I think Phil has an incredible amount of knowledge and he's, he can, he's very good at like, he, he helped me a lot and, and he changed the way I saw coaching and helped me develop a lot in the short time that I, you know, worked with him, uh, worked under him. I agree with you. I think if you're a top top coach like he, Klopp has said it himself like I think Steve sent the tweet and it was unbelievable and I, I'm not going to try and do it verbatim but the gist is like you know hi, hire someone smarter than you hire someone better than you at things that you're not good at like just to, to compensate and in the, if you're at that top level if I'm there I'm hiring trying to hire the best possible smartest possible under me um, to compensate for my weaknesses or what I don't have or what I can't offer. <laughs> I don't know what you think, Steve. Uh, I, I, I'm going to disagree. I, I think you have to, when you go into these positions, you, you take people you know and you hope those people that you know and you've surround themselves meet the criteria you just laid out about, you know, they are challenging you. I will agree with you and Mark. Uh, well, I guess Mark asked a question. I don't know what his opinion is, but I'll agree with you in that maybe it's too familiar now and maybe it does need a change or a shakeup. Like Klopp lost his top assistant that was with him for a long time. And he brought in Pep and Linders and it made him better. Much easier to lose your top assistant than to get rid of your brother. So, you know, maybe there's an issue there where it's like family is that much harder to fire or to, to get rid of if that's the right solution, you know, so maybe I'm contradicting my answer. I, I, I would always go with people I know, like, you know, Jay, we, we coached together. It was, it was good, but, you know, I think you ticked the box. You were something different, and, and I was something different to you. And then we brought Mark in. It was something completely different. Um, if we were in a club for 10 years and it stopped working, would we have the guts to fire one, one of each other? I would hope so, even though that sounds horrible. I'm sure it's much easier to do that than to, to, to fire your family. Um, so it just feels like it needs some sort of freshening up. I mean, Mark's a very good coach, but it needs something. Something's not right. It's something's broke. I'm not following them. 
Yeah, I'm not following that closely. I, I don't know if it's a coaching thing per se. Like, I I don't follow them, like, really closely, but he, he is using a lot of young Canadians. Like, he is, I, from what I've seen, like, he – and he's – at least young guys, if not all Canadians, not a lot of Canadians, but it could be just he's building. Like, he, he does have that – he he likes he wants to build he likes to build like at Ottawa he didn't did he do it in the first season or second season like second, second season there's no arguing that the guy's a builder and he's great yeah. at everywhere he's been he's done amazing I hope he gets the time at Vancouver because I rate yeah. Mark and I like it but yeah, yeah. for me I look at the staff because I, I like I said I watched yeah. I've watched every minute of every second of of everything that he's played in in the Whitecaps and for okay, me it's okay. like it doesn't even need. For me, firing is maybe not even necessary. Add someone. Yeah. Add someone. Bring someone in for something a different. different. You yeah. know, like, I don't know. Just something. That's just, you know, we don't know that. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that's just something that I think, like, you know, if we got that NASL job, we probably would have brought in, you know, someone like a fitness guy or a whatever guy. You know what I mean? Like somebody to, I don't know. I just feel like you always want to add. Not one, add by action, just add. One thing I think that that I've seen and I'm, I'm probably right in between you two. I, I don't watch all of it, but I think I've watched maybe a little more in Jay. What I think that he's not doing that he's done in other places. And it could be at a necessity. I feel like he's changing, you know, I'm not going to just, just formations, but styles. Like there's a, there's no identity. And I think what he had with fury was an identity. I think his first year when he went through those growing pains and building, there was an identity and like the club had a path of where it's headed. I don't really know where the Whitecaps are headed. If I'm, you know, they do bring in a lot of young Canadians, but is that what they want? I, I, I don't know. Like I knew that when he was at Fury, like I knew that from watching his impact teams back in the day. Like that's something that I think is different um, that I would pick out from his coaching um, from someone who rates him. Yeah. I just love, I love hearing him talk. He's just, he's an inspirational yeah. guy. Like it's like he could be Owen 50 and I'm the boss and he comes in after five minutes, I'm giving him like a 10 year deal. Like that's <laughs> how I feel like it is. Like, he's just so like, he's just such a personable guy. Is he the I GM? Hope Pardon? Is he the GM? No, no. There's Axel Schuster is like this German guy they brought in last year to like sporting director like so that's why i'm because that's he, not a with mark mark's not his hire so i'm worried about that was he the gm par- prior to that was he the player like recruiter uh, i would say a yes and no but like vancouver has a had a weird setup where like there was a committee of board members non-soccer people making a lot of these soccer decisions so i don't know works. it was a bit of a mess I saw Christian Jack talking about him. Uh, that's a guy I respect about a lot for soccer. He was saying that he thought that Mark got pretty burnt out his first years or so, like with a lot of that player personnel recruitment stuff. He said he looked tired. Um, so I don't know if that was something that's, that's playing into this. I'm sure we had to turn over like literally the entire team. So mm-hmm. it was, uh, it's tough. Yeah. But, yeah. So with that, uh, I'll flip to like a similar situation but the complete opposite player power (laughs) player power i read a story mines in germany okay i don't know if you saw this story the other day but they had a new manager this new manager came in told one of their players don't need you anymore you know we're gonna sell you go train with the reserves the players 
stopped playing. They got smashed their first game, and then the players went on strike and didn't train, didn't do anything, and then they fired the manager. So for me, ridiculous, again, but not really my opinion. It doesn't really matter. I want to hear what you guys think. Like, is that too much player power? Like, how does a club go forward if it's that easy? Jay, you had your hand yeah. up like, uh, like a I know. Present. <laughs> yeah, present. Um, now, I've read uh, Raymond Vrahian's, um Simply, I forget the the other the part of the title, but it's like, uh, it's, it's not simple or something like that, where he talks about his um, his experiences overseas with, you know, South Korea, um, Wales, uh, but he, he worked with Hitting on a couple of projects and specifically in South Korea. And what he he specifically said about hitting that he really loved, and he said this is this is like a, a standard practice that all managers need to do when they take over a club, and that's why hitting has has been hired to come in as like a caretaker for like a year or so or, or two, because hitting does this thing, and this is what this mains coach should have done: go in and you observe. You you have to wait. You have to let things out there. You have to let that team play out. So you're right, Mark. Like, you know, it didn't seem right, but because the, you know, the players lost it because it naturally that's like, it's such, it's such a, you know, a rash thing to do. Like, how does he know? He doesn't know the culture. He doesn't know anything yet. So what hitting does, he went into Korea and he just observed. And specifically he observed that they, and I lived in Korea for two years. So this resonated with me that they, they, uh, bow down to anybody who's higher than you or older than you. It's a Confucianist, a Confucianist uh, type of um, mentality. So like I remember playing in Korea and they said, don't tackle that guy. He's a government official. And I'm like, well, how's that possible? Like if he has the ball, I have to tackle him. No, do not tackle him. Well, I did. And the game got postponed. Like it was like a, a mayhem. Right. And no, really with was, you. I know, I know. I was like, there's no way. I'm like, this is a game. You cannot do that. But the Koreans would do that. So they wouldn't tackle like, um, you know, Angel Wan, who was like the guy who scored against uh, Italy and got sacked uh, after that in the World Cup. But because he was like a top player, they wouldn't tackle him. He's like, no, you can't do this. So he, he took time to observe that, understood the culture and, and addressed it. And look what they did. It was fantastic. And he's done the same, I think, in Russia. And I, he went to Chelsea and did okay. Like, that's I think that's what that manager had to do or anybody any business anything someone coming in let, observe the culture of, at least for some time and then yeah. then make your decision yeah makes uh, makes sense Steve what do you think I I think it's first of all I couldn't understand like Confucius and half of what he said but <laughs> I, I would definitely I definitely agree with it so it's making being a devil's advocate a little bit difficult. Like you made a really good argument. I think that is what he should have done. I think you probably gave a solution. Um, what I, what I don't like about it is the club put someone in charge and then undermined who they put in charge. So, you know, you're, why would I want to go there next? Like I would go there and hopefully be smart enough, like hitting to sit and observe, but why would I want to go there? What if I observed, I have a good grasp on it and then I want to get rid of someone. Is the club going to back me? So from a leadership point from the club, I don't know. I'd be leery to go there as an, as a next, well, as a future manager. We did do that. We did do that at Fury, right? You came in for Chris Roth, was it? Yeah. Yes. And so did you pick up 
did you keep players? What did you do? Did you shake everything up? Like, how did you deal with that? Because I, I, I'm not always a part of those operational things like you and Mark. Like, I, I'm more like on the outside of that. So, yeah, I mean, it's like it's what? it's very very different. But it was, um, it was yeah. There was a I I definitely kept and gave all the locals that were there a chance. You know, because I think yeah. that is important in a league like that. Like, we're talking a totally different level. Um, but to, to parallel, yes, that, that is what I definitely did, but I get where the manager's coming from because I remember thinking like this team's coming off a horrible season and there's no culture of winning. And like, that was something to try and establish. And I'm sure this man just trying to do the same, whether he's right or wrong, you just hired him. Like you completely cut him off at the knees. Like the first few weeks he's in the first issue he had. So why did you hire him? Like, it's not like this was a series of bad judgment. Maybe it is a bad call and he shouldn't have done what he did, but like it's his first potential mistake that might not even have been a mistake. Maybe it is the right thing to do. So it's hard for me to get past that point, you know, but your solution is very, very well thought out. It was so well presented. Like I saw you give a duotang and hand it into Mark through the computer. It was impressive. It was so well presented. It was good, but Steve, you you had a great uh, you had a great point yourself. I it's funny. I I usually don't agree with both, but I think both are are uh, are good points. Now, f- flipping that a little bit more on its head, manager power, and this is mostly in England because most other countries have a setup where there's a director of football and then there's a coach and whatever. But in England, the manager power is that not insane? Where you hire one person. And then he's in charge of all the transfers. He's in charge of the coaching. He's in charge of picking the team. Like, is that not way too much influence for one person in like a multi-billion dollar club? Like, how do you have an identity if you're just changing managers over and over and over and everyone could have something different? Steve? That's, that's a great question. I, I, I will say I think it's changing in England. A lot of people I talk to who listen to our show have been waiting for me to go on some sort of Liverpool piece. I'll, I'll, get, I'll go a little bit to Liverpool. I think a big issue they had was they tried to change these things, like their new ownership with transfer committees and all this stuff, and it was getting slaughtered, absolutely slaughtered, and, and it wasn't working with other managers. And Klopp came in and just said, yeah, that's how we do it. Like, I work with them. You know, I have final say as the manager, but – he works with a committee and the guy who works on the committee with him, it goes right back to Jay's point. It's someone smarter than him in that business who ties these contracts up before Klopp even walks in the door. And then Klopp's like the closer. So like that's a, that's a more European model and probably a manager like Klopp's more used to dealing with it. Um, I think again, England's archaic in a way it does things a lot of the times. And I think it's changed, but it's crazy to give that much power in a company I mean, that position is, is no matter what, the most influential, like hands down. But I think the way to work is a lot more like, you know, I'm going to say the Liverpool way and tick off all the Man U fans and stuff. But that sort of structure is a much better way, in my opinion. Um, but I could see being old school and like, how the hell could someone sign a player that I don't approve? I think the manager has to have a large say in that. But I think there needs to be people that are identifying a type of player or a, a club like uh, type of player that they want to bring in. So, yeah, but I'm going to throw it to Jay, but that's exactly the point is you look at Liverpool and you look at Man United, you have non-soccer people bringing yeah. transfers in and it's a disaster. Yeah. And a guy like Jay, for example, who's an amazing coach, 
I could see you thriving in this, Jay, where you're like, you know what? Just bring the players to the field and I'm going to coach them. You know, yeah. you like you have no interest in that, right? Yeah. You know my molecules so well because the whole time <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm like, I, that would be my hell to try and uh, call players and talk to players. I'm not, that's Steve's jam. That's your jam. I'm like, I'm, I'm terrible at that. I don't enjoy it, right? Um, I do like how Ferguson in his book, how he uh, enticed um, uh, Patrice Evra. He, he knew he was vacationing uh, in like the South of France and he like made it look like it was serendipitous that he met him and totally mind effed him to come uh, to Man United. Like that, I love that. Like I, that'd be like kind of, that'd be fun. But yeah, bring me the players. I I would like how Steve said it, like with Klopp, like I would like maybe a final say or someone like that I really trust, who I know new players. Or Jay, like, for example, you just give the profile type of player you want. Like for Jay's team, you know, you'd you'd have to be good. You know, none of this Chris Wood up front like donkey, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, your yeah. idea of players, and they bring them to you. Have you seen of the course. Dortmund? Have you did you watch the Dortmund? Is it an all and nothing yes. Dortmund? Yes. Now there's. The committee. And I think, like, obviously that's where Klopp's from. And so he he was more naturally uh, able to slide into what Liverpool wanted. But when you watch the way Dortmund do it from behind the scenes rather than just hearing about it, it's so well done. Like, when you see them have that little committee, they bring in Matthias Sammer, who worked for them, worked for Munich, played for them, played for someone else. But, like, he's that outside guy you were talking about, Mark. Like, is it working? Is it not? They brought him in to be like, what's not happening here? But look how well Dortmund recruit. You know, that's yeah. not all the manager, but you can see in those shows that he has probably the, the veto vote if you want. But I forget the old German there that's been there forever. Like that guy is amazing watching that documentary. And he's almost like the set the tone for the club type uh, type person. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you need someone with a bit of cojones and is outside of it a bit that kind of can manager like be able to like look outside of things like no you need a player like this you're you're if you're inside the fishbowl you don't see you know you have to yeah. be, be outside. I, 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 I respected that about that Dortmund how they were like they they saw something wrong they're close they're 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 close to knocking Bayern out they haven't done it and they looked outside the box and brought him in and, and he'd controversial left Sammer and people didn't like him and but they they had enough like cojones to say look bring him in he's got different ideas let's listen like we need this yeah, well, yeah. that's to me. It's it's an easy as an owner, it would be easier to be like, I'm going to bring in the best coach. He's got the tactician. He runs great sessions. He's a good man manager. Three great qualities done. You don't have to have 17 now and add recruiting in this. So you get your yeah. coach who's got those. Bang, he does that, and you bring in a toward grip. You know, go uh, that brings in the players. It just makes so much sense to me. But like you you mentioned, Steve, England's last at everything. It seems in terms of uh, advancing in this. So anyway, so we've talked about players, managers. Let's hit. This is a weird one, but I keep that seeing smile it. smile and it scares me. Yeah. No, yeah. it's just officials now. Boring. I'm guilty of it. You're both guilty of it. But it looks so stupid on TV. And the more I, the older I get, the more I think about it, the more, the fourth official why are people yelling at him? He is useless. He sits on the side. No. I realize he's the representative, but stop, like, how is he going to no. do anything? Do you remember a PDL? Remember a PDL? Again, <laughs> yes. it's not the best. Like, we're not talking like Premier League, but 
I would be in his ear. I'm like, at halftime, you better tell that guy what he just missed. You saw that. He's like, yeah, I saw it. Tell him at halftime. Tell him at halftime he missed it. That's, I would just be in his ear for that. Right? Yeah, and, and it's funny. I even thought of that when I was writing this down on my couch. I'm like, first yeah. half makes sense. Maybe. 75th minute yes. or yes. when they put it like today right. I was watching a game that he held up the board for three minutes, uh, three minutes left. And the Galatasaray manager is laying into the fourth official. Like he had anything to do with that minute. And like, he's going to say, sorry about that. And he's going to change it to six. Like is the yeah. fourth official useless? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, that's a great question. You also mind F me when you said about why don't they have like a, a running clock and then we all know what the time is. It killed me because I was like, immediately I thought of like going to the States when they have like their FIFA clocks and they stop it all the time. And as soon as it hits 90, a big buzzer goes off. And I was like, that's so stupid. But also at the same time, how do I know it's three and a half minutes? Like he's timing the injury. I watch the refs are timing injuries. It's just, you killed me with that. So why isn't the fourth official doing something valuable like that? Why does he have to radio the ref to see how much time's going on? Also, how many times, <laughs> how many times did the fourth <laughs> official come to you in PDL and say, uh, back in your technical area that oh. he made out with like crumpled up leaves and pylons. <laughs> like, it wasn't even but, marked out. But, but Mark, you absolutely demolished one guy when I was yelling at him. I'm saying, look, it doesn't matter. He's never played before. He doesn't know. And he's like, no, I played before. Mark, you seen me play? Yeah. And you're like, no, no, I haven't. Yeah. Like you totally killed up the guy. Just turned to dust right yeah, there. And it was awful. Brutal. I remember he calcified right in front of us and just <laughs> disintegrated right after. Yeah, he it was like, I felt sorry for him. Yeah, he yeah. puffed out his chest so hard. He's like, Mark seen me. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're the fourth official, even in the World Cup or PDL or whatever, like, don't you feel like, like the little brother? Like, fine, tell him, you know, you can play. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, isn't that like the yeah. worst? You'd rather yeah. not be involved in the game than do yeah. that? Yeah, you're like the little brother. You're like, you can come to the park, but you just get the balls when they go out and put them back to give them back to us. Yeah. That's your job. I wonder, I wonder if it's just like them getting like to be a nerd now, them getting to know the, the job and then sort of, slowly transition into being a linesman in a, in no a, don't care about your answer <laughs> stupid <laughs> don't care i don't care i don't want it to make sense why am i being so nefarious i hate them yeah I hate you know what jay you're you're exactly right yeah, and you were you, you were winning but i was gonna say what steve said when because <laughs> i'm like this is way more fun to just yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i know oh, oh, i love it they're all losers. I'm sorry. You're there. And Brian said it, one of our coaches when we were younger, like, you know, you're okay. You didn't win. You'll be a good referee one day. Like, it's like, I'm sorry. It's like most of these guys, 90% of them are absolute losers and they don't understand the game from a player's perspective. So they just, they just are blowhards. You know what I mean? Like kind of how I sound right now. <laughs> you were their yeah. defender and then mark and i shredded you for no reason well for the no. reason that you were defending them jerk uh, so <laughs> before we uh before we get to the uh, couple of rapid fires 
I just want to bring up uh, Dundalk, right? Did I say that right, Jay? You've brought it up a few times on. Hold this. on, yeah. did you just have a seizure? What did what just <laughs> happened? No, no. no go, on, go. On. What did you so say? You sounded, you sounded like Forrest Gump. You yeah. sounded like Forrest Gump. Uh, How do you yeah. say it, Jay? I think it's Dundalk. Dundalk? Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Mark, say Bunbury's club name again. Oh, my God. I, I, I remember saying, like, say it. Maritimo or something. <laughs> <laughs> Maritimo? M-A-R-I-T-I-M-O. <laughs> You know what the best part is? I was talking to someone the next day and they're like, why can't Mark say the name right? And I was thinking in my head, like, that's exactly how I say it. And they're like, you know, he can't say it. And I, I, I channeled Bunbury. I'm like, Maritimo. Like, I said it all like, yeah. even when it I just said bad. it there, it sounded bad. You butchered it. Oh, I killed it. So, Dindalk. Dindalk. Whatever. Anyway, a shout out to them. They qualified for the Europa League group stages today. Wow. And I yeah. know you've mentioned, Jay, that they have like part-time coaches. They're not even paid and stuff like that. And they're, they're now in the group stage with the big boys. So I, I figured I'd give them a shout out and uh, maybe we could tag them in our post this week. And uh, That's a good idea. I, at my last sort of like coaching thing, the guy, the head coach of that team was speaking and he did his whole presentation and he did like a video analysis and – showed us like, you know, tips on how to do it. And it, like guys were telling me in the break, they're like, yeah, it's crazy. He doesn't even get paid. I'm like, no, he works part-time. It's like, I think Man, he's like, yes. he's like a, an electrician or something. That's incredible. And, like, he just like rushes there and his wife has a new baby. And it's like, you know, we've all been there and like, he's not getting paid. They don't even pay his gas. Now I could be totally wrong because it's hearsay, but it's like, it, let's say if it's a little bit of his right, he's not getting paid like. Yeah, that's mental. Salary, you know what I mean? Like he, maybe he gets his gas covered. I don't know, but it's like I'm sure they take care of him somehow. But at the same time, like he has a UEFA Pro license, I believe he just wow. finished it. Like, wow! And now could be going up against AC Milan and these big boys. That's uh, that's so cool. Yeah. So yeah, I just thought I'd fire that out. Amazing. So now we're gonna move on to some rapid fire. Okay. Rapid. Who can sell a house rapidly? Bastion and Ferguson real estate team. <laughs> they can do anything rapidly like a rapid fire. Look them up. Bastion and Ferguson. Also, Tom Bastion of Bastion and Ferguson. First rapid fire question. Tom is in a pit with 18 rats and two super upset Canadian geese. Does he get out alive? Can I answer that first of all? First of all, I think Tom, like he is a rapid seller. I'm not trying to be cheesy. Every time I'm on like Instagram or something, sold another house, sold another house. He's amazing. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And so in the pit, Tom, for sure. No Easy. questions asked. Easy. Easily. Easily. The only kryptonite Tom has is his older brother. The rest, like... He, nobody can defeat him. You have to kill Tom. That's the only way. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, well, like I said, look them up. Bastion and Ferguson real estate team. Use a soccer guy. Come on. Don't be First scared. of all, no offense. Who's Ferguson? Uh, I don't know, but he's it's his, got it's a his good partner. Name. I know it's his partner, but we don't know him. Like, we just keep talking about Tom. I think he's, he probably hates us. Yeah. You know what? 
Ferguson, send us a message. Yes, Tell us Ferguson. a bit about yourself. Yeah. What if Tom hired someone smarter than him? Like we're probably Ferguson's for sure smarter than Tom. Yeah. For, for sure. We need so. to hear from him though. I want to know more about his life. Yeah. Agreed. Here we go. This is a bit of a, not a complicated question, but it's, it's going to require some, uh, some brain power. Who wins in a mini tournament? Who's first? The, um, I'm going to go with Jay. Because he wasn't rude. <laughs> I knew I wasn't getting it. Damn. So happy. So, it's a mini tournament. You guys, <laughs> the last place team, okay? The last place team after a season from Germany, Italy, Spain, and England. Which team are the best? Like, who's got the best of the losers? Like, which, which league is the deepest? So, the last place from the big four. And they just play a round robin or like? Yeah, round robin. Who wins? One game. Like, I don't need to know. This is important. Are they yeah. doing two, two legs? No. Mini tournament. Just like bracket. Semifinal and a final. Okay. I, I, if it's a semifinal final, I got to give it to the English team. I just think they'll grind it out and they'll just go for it. If it's two legs, I'm going to go German or Spanish probably i don't know my gut says german for some reason and then spanish and then english last over two legs wow i go english i just think that the championship is like a gritty league they've come from it probably i think amazing point i think both both legs one leg whatever i think german next maybe even a close second an underrated second i think spanish has fallen off in my opinion like like top to bottom Top, top four, maybe you can argue is the best, but I think at that level, they're, they're out. Yeah. It's like, seems like Barca and Real win like seven, one every week and let's say play it. each other. That's it. Yeah. Is there a better first division than the championship or is it just really entertaining? Maybe it's not good. I don't know, but I love watching it and it I seems th- to be growing in popularity. Yeah. Well, you talked about that on either the first or second show yeah. and you're, you're definitely right. I, I ignorantly want to, I'm going to say no that, and I want to go research all night, like and watch footage. I think that it's just like, there's a lot of historical teams in there and clubs that are well supported. And I think it just lends to some sort of, I won't say professionalism, but just compete level, I would say. So yeah, maybe some teams will come up. Like, I don't know where these Italian teams have come. Maybe I'm ignorant to the Italians and I always make fun of my Italian friends and stuff, but like where'd Susulu come from? They're unbelievable. Like, have you watched them play? Well, honestly, go watch them. Like I've, I've been watching them and I found some coach who did a tactical study on them. It was unbelievable. Amazing team. And then was it Atalanta last year at a hundred some goals? Like uh, where'd these teams come from? Yeah. Atalanta just smashed Lazio. I, think, I know uh, yesterday. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. And they're just banging in goals. They're not Italian. There's no Catanazio defending there. It's like they're just goal scorers. So like, so maybe ignorantly there's an Italian Serie B is quality, but I'll go with the championship. All right. This is a tough one. This might require some thinking as well, but I love this question because hold on. Hold on. I got pumped. Mark, like that was I, I answered that well. Let's yeah, you know what? I was going to <laughs> yeah. say, Steve, you're really good right now. Yeah, I I have to pump myself. That was well done. You it was. It was like I was watching like yeah. an ESPN show yeah. and a guy was yeah. just talking at me and yeah. I was almost scared and I didn't want to talk to you because I felt good. like you were on TV. No, you could. I was powerful in that moment. That was good. I really <laughs> enjoyed that. 
it felt like you were just introduced at your quinceanera and I was like so happy for you. I didn't know what to say. I was so happy for you. Like it was so well presented. Okay. So this is a bucket list of mine. I want to, when I'm old and retired, I want to travel the world and I want to see as many as I can. Tell me which world derbies I need to go to. Oh, I love that question. Jay, go, because I've been hogging the mic. Okay, I've been to three live. Okay, so I, I have a stake in this. <laughs> I've, been, I've been to El Clasico. I've been to Munich Dortmund. And I've been to Man, Man United uh, Liverpool with Steve. I think... I have to, I think this came up in a conversation we had before and I'm I'm going to have to say anything with the Liverpool cuz I'm a Liverpool fan. I think an English derby is unbeatable because the fans and the support there is almost unmatched. Dor being at Munich versus Dortmund and we should have been mindful we should have went to Dortmund being hosting cuz they're probably the greatest fans other than Liverpool fans. It, it was like I was in the Dortmund section on purpose. I bought the tickets and it was electric. They did not stop saying they lost 4-1. They did not stop from minute one. Arjen Robin had the best game of his life and he came back from injury and scored like three goals. I, I, I just, but being at Liverpool just is a different animal. And I think anything, any derby in England, I think is, would probably win. Jay, you struck back so well there like cobra kai like that was a great answer and you're like i've been to three and you just dropped them like yeah you struck back well but i have an ace up my sleeve that i think is a really good point that i'm gonna pull mark into my side i if it's what i'm thinking i'm, yeah. I'm gonna slither into your camera yeah are we gonna, gonna hug beside you <laughs> yeah are you gonna get closer to me on the screen because i think i'm hoping i'm right i think you have to go to watch boca river Yes, that is the one yes! I'm thinking in my head. Yes, yep. and I'm going to say, SJ, I agree with you almost entirely, but I think when you watch the Bumbanera and you like go on YouTube and, and there's a uh, Boca thing on Netflix, I think, holy F, like that state, I don't think you can beat that stadium, it's man. It's almost like, dangerous. It's, yeah. And it excites me because of the danger, and I feel like I'm like tough guy and I want to do it. I think I... I'd probably crap myself by like Celtic I, I, range. Yes, that's the other one. That's a bucket list, man. How can you beat that? That's okay. gotta be it. Steve, like your family, are they they love it? Have, they love which, it. Like what do they think about it? Like what are they okay, like? Okay. Good question. I love I love you. That's a great you're like really battling well. You're total like I'm all <laughs> Cobra Kai now and like that's all I can think about. You're the you're Johnny. Sweep the leg, Jay. Um <laughs> I just think, okay, I think the stadium at the Bombonera is in like a very desolate area. And I think that lends itself to pure just tribalism, like insanity type. And I think it's closer to the field. I think it's more on top of the field. Um, I haven't gone to a Celtic Rangers, which pains me to say it, but I've gone to like Celtic. I've gone to Hamden to watch Scotland. Scottish fans are off the chart. Unbelievable. The singing. Celtic is a bit, there's no track, there's no track around it, but it's a bit farther back. And I think the Bombonera just, it's like, it's on top of you. Like, and I've never been, it's just like, it just, oh, it excites me. That's yeah. my top bucket list. Yeah. And I, I've seen a couple 
shows on a few like the croatian one jay like what is it zagreb and like like ones like that in like dirty eastern european like baltic like those gotta be insane they're they're, they're ruthless they're ruthless like like um what is it red star belgrade like just um but being at at barca ninety nine thousand biggest one in europe it was a morgue now Mm. they were they lost but even at the height of the game, it was 1-1 at one point. Um, Messi was there, Ronaldo. It was like Guardiola's last El Clasico before he he quit. It was quiet, man. It was so quiet. Like, yeah. So that one, I just cross off your list. If you hmm. get it, gives it to you, yeah. go. But it's I don't think it's worth the money. And the- I think we need to do a soccer snobs trip to, for the old firm, Darby. Oh, wow. I would, I, that would just be oh, unreal. Wow. Lie with... Do a live podcast outside of the stadium. Imagine. Maybe Fer- maybe Ferguson can send us there. <laughs> Ferguson. <laughs> but here, so I'm going to say this to the listeners as well. Send us yeah, good the one. best derbies in the world. I want to bring up more because I want I, – I mean, we didn't even talk about the Milan derby, how sick that would be. Like, yeah. you know, a Brazilian, Corinthian, Sao Paulo. Like, send us yeah. even like the Korean ones. You know, like, I, I want to know them all. Yeah. Send us the best – Darby's we can bring on the show talk about it again next week that's a great call can i say one thing whenever i watch the eastern european stuff like Darby's games like it always feels that there's like lots of room in the stadium and they're always running around throwing rocks at each other or something like it, it feels like there's room like why is there always room to move like that's why i like the bomba like they're just there you can't go anywhere it's like there's like packs of them running around killing each other or something. It's weird. That's crazy. They distance them. I don't think they could even be close to each other. I think that, and I know in Ukraine, there's like there's always a track, so there's yeah. always like areas to get like a running start yeah. to jump over things. Like it's just like yeah. the, they're like the hurdlers. Like it's yeah. like they hire hurdlers to be. It's just brutal. Horrible. Yeah. So here, center backs. I heard this argument on a show where I read about it or something or other, or maybe I dreamt it. Who the hell knows? But center backs, you're a coach. You have a lot of good center backs, but do you play the best pair or the best two? And I'm sure you know the difference, what I'm trying to say. Like you could have like a, you know, two absolute monsters that are, you know, some of the best in the world, but they just don't fit together. So do you drop one to make the best pair or do you play the best two? I'll go first. And I know they think I want to beat Steve to this because I know Steve's doing the course, but number one, um, you know, uh, what's the word, Steve? The one number one, like main thing in, in, in football in soccer is like, is communication. So communication is of the highest order and, uh, you know fitness and speed i i would say is the uh is the last right so if communication is top having those having two players who are maybe not as athletic or as fast as um two other guys or you know that communication piece if it's really high i definitely would go with them with a bit of fear to be honest because you do need some athleticism back there but i would have to stick to those guns because i know it's true like communication is of the highest order first of all jay looked like one of those like wild turkeys crossing the road there for a minute like it was like you were posturing what happened it was weird no one can see it it's awkward but like i wanted to blow in the screen and like just look down on you guys like a set like a big center back i agree with you i have my experiences coaching 
um, and then just watching. So it's subjective, but it's the communication. And, and, and we've actually, the three of us played center back partners to try and get the two best in. And we've lost some of those games because I think they weren't prepared. Like we tried rotating because we had injuries and all this stuff, but like we should have left the two center backs who could communicate and boss the team as well as themselves. So I think, I think that's a mistake we've made. Um, so I'd always go with it. Always. I just, I think it's, I wouldn't say no brainer, but it's a very tough one to beat. Yeah. So who wins in a potato sack race? Current Ravens head coach, Quasi Loney. <laughs> or current Algonquin head coach, Mike Galliano. Potato sack race, 45 meters. Gags. No offense to Quasi. I think he's a fantastic athlete. I think he's in great shape. But I think Gags is a bit younger and a bit more limbo and nimble, sorry. And <laughs> limbo. Limbo. I don't know what limbo means. I'm Googling it. I'm Googling it right now. Um, but uh, yeah, I think Gags too. Sorry. Sorry, Quasi. Yeah, it's tough. I, I, I'd go Gags. I feel like Quasi would kind of think it's stupid at first. And I think Gags would just be a, a, like take a lead because of it. And then Quasi's competitiveness kick in, but it's too late. Gags is like right from the off. That's hilarious. I could see Quasi just looking at me now. Like if I said, ready, set, go, like he'd just be like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. yeah for yeah. sure. But Gags is, but Gags is already Even gone. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> This happened this week, okay? So it's real, and this is a real question. It happened this week. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> How many matches suspension would you get in the professional game for urinating on the field during the game? Oh, my God. Really? Ronaldo does PSV, I think, a long time ago, the old Brazilian Ronaldo. No. Remember PSV, he did the classic kneel where you hide no. and you pee. Yes. Really? I'm 100%. definitely YouTubing that. Call Lorraine in, in Ireland. A guy did it and he got suspended. Okay. So know, you... How many games would you give him? Five. Steve? Like you're in charge and you would do that to him? You no, no. What him... you think he got. Okay. Because if I was in charge, I wouldn't give him any. Yeah. Any. any. But um, what they probably gave him, I don't know, based on the way you're building it up, Mark, like a little... Uh, I'd say a hundred. Right. Six games. Steve was almost. Yes, oh. that's part of the quiz. That's part of the quiz. That's part of the yeah, quiz. I was gonna say I Jay definitely no, took I his to ruin it. I wanted to be little because you're like, how many games? I, I should have said. I should have just said you were right. Nobody knows the answer. I should have just said <laughs> Jay, right on. Well done. So I'm starting a new segment. Two new segments tonight. This one's real quick. Okay, this one is called the One Soccer Watch. Okay, Stephen Jay, we spoke about this a few weeks ago to get the app to watch the CPL, the Canadian national team. Steve lied, then broke on the same show, <laughs> getting the app. So every few weeks, I'm going to ask you both just a quick yes or no. Steve, have you got One Soccer yet? No. Jay? No. Okay, now, we're gonna let me jump on. in. Let me jump in. I got another confession. Oh yeah, I have another confession, and I got called out last night. It was horrible. I was talking to one of our honorable mentions, best ever auto players, Daniel Diganuti, just like giggling because I couldn't believe he was texting me. So cool, like I just wanted to make him happy. <laughs> Everything he's saying, I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he goes on the Sean Holmes episode. 
I guess like there was one point where Sean's like, you read the book, the blizzard, eh, Steve? And I was like, yeah, yeah. I didn't hear him. I didn't know what he said. I said, yeah. Dan Diggany goes, you've never read the blizzard. He called me like his hand reached oh, into wow. my gut and I had to admit it. He was like my priest. I'm like, no, I did. not I don't even I know what the book wait is. Wait to email him about that tomorrow. That's fantastic. So good. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to set this one up for Jay. Big JC. DJ Whiteout. Okay. <laughs> we are going to talk about <laughs> road stories. Okay. This is kind of a new segment where we talk about uh, Jay, Steve, and I used to work together for the Fury, if you didn't know. And we used to travel around the U.S. and <clears throat> that kind of thing in hotels and just madness. So I want to set out a, a funny story that anybody can, can listen to and relate to, especially if you've been in the soccer world. So I'm going to throw this to Jay, uh, you know, set it up. We were, uh, we were on a road trip yeah. and. Well, first of all, it's not funny. It was stupid. It, it was. was, that it was and terrible. this shows, and I hope, John, I hope John Pugh is listening to this and Melanie Ireton, who set up the hotel. We we're in North Carolina for some finals and it was a big deal. And my wife is amazing. She's like, okay, let's Google this place. And Mark, you were Googling it too. And, you know, we're in the tomb room and it's like, they have a history of bed bugs. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what are we doing here? Like, we're not big time, but like, get us a nicer hotel. Like, yeah. we a have super a eight. Of bed bugs. Yeah. It was, it was like a super eight. It was. Yeah, call, I'm going to interject just for a quick sec, and it just came to me. Say, remember when we were we got there to eat, and we're like, should we eat in the restaurant? And the 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 wait the server waitress goes, I wouldn't eat here if I were you. <laughs> right there. And it was like, oh man, I don't even remember where we ate. All everything blacked out after this night. So we get back after after the game, so happy. Mark and Steve, and I'm like helping with something with the I don't know laundry or something. And then you guys are helping with the guys and stuff. But you guys get upstairs before I do, and you're like, Jay, we got you this cot because you know I'll sleep on the floor. If, you know, Steve and Mark get that. I don't. It was like it's tradition. So like, so. They gave me this cot that they found in the hallway. So we've perfect. Put it usually have to pay for it. We have to fight people for it because it's a fire hazard or whatever. So we they put it in. It's all set up nice for me. I'm like, guys, thank you so much. Amazing. <laughs> we go to sleep after like a hard day's work. I'm so tired. There's no reason I should be awake. But I like two in the morning hits and my psyche in my soul something tells me is like I replay you guys telling me, yeah, we got the cot from the hallway. And I'm like, that means they didn't change change over the bedding and everything. Like, I'm sleeping on some like, what the hell? And all of a sudden, I start scratching. And I'm like, scratching my arm. I'm like, do I, are bed bugs biting me? Like, everything's coming together. I'm like, what the hell? I get up. I, like, go in the bathroom. I, like, look at my body. I'm like, I can't go back. No, 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 my turn, my turn. You did not go into the bathroom. That's not how it happened. I'm going to take I, I think a big toe, big toe happens. No, big, I'm going to take a piece of the story. You are scratching yourself like, like sandpaper, like furiously. <laughs> you put your face like, like a millimeter from my face. I'm asleep in the perfect bed in the world. I wake up for your breathing and scratching. You're, it scares the absolute piss out of me. And you're like, Steve, I think the goddess bed bugs. Can I sleep with you? And I was like, um, okay, sure. You hop over, roll over, and immediately fall asleep. 
And I was like, <laughs> I closed my eyes and I was like, what did I agree to? He has bed bugs? <laughs> I was done. Absolutely done. I had to though. Like, like we had a huge, I don't know if we had a training the next day. Like it was just like a big day. And I was like, I need to sleep. And, but like I told you the bed bugs, I'm like, yeah, I like, cause you guys got it from the, whatever. I, I think I gave like a reason for it. Like you, you were sold. You're like, yeah, get in there. But you weren't that nice. Cause you're awful to wake up. Like you were like, you were like, a, like I was scared. Like you were my father. I was like, so but then I started like, scratching. I started scratching myself everywhere. I'm like, Oh no, they fell off him when he leapt over me. Like you, yeah. you pulled bolted over me. Ruined. My night was ruined. Oh, tell them yeah. about Mark. Well, that's, that's when the best part is like, I'm dead asleep, but then all I hear is lights on in the bathroom, Mark in there. Like, I don't know what was going through your head, Mark. You can tell everybody. No, it, was like, it is, was like a UFO spotlight light was turned on. He, he like turned the amp up on all the lights. Like it was so loud and you just heard, and he's just throwing everything in his bag into the garbage. <laughs> like angry at you jay just bashing it into the garbage yeah fuming i, I packed you. up everything i had and i zipped up my suitcase so tight that i just <laughs> didn't want them coming home with me and that was it for i sat up the rest of the night everything was itchy like you guys were dead i was done that was it but the best part that was like night two yeah. Like that was yeah. night one or two. Like, like yeah. Yeah. that was early days. Like it really, so I slept with Steve the rest of the time that the, we got the stupid, like caught out of the room, but Mark, oh, you were no. like, you were destroyed. And the best part, my favorite part of this is all I did was replay the moment where I said it out loud and I wanted to see through the dark, your eyes open <laughs> and listening to what I'm saying. And then you processing going, well, you know, bed bags jump from place. Yeah. They could be on your head. It's like, but you guys, the best part, you thought you were doing me a favor. You were giving me this dirty, mingy cot. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm like, what, this rat? Like, was it a joke? You can tell we everyone lied. We were, lied dead now. Serious we were, we were like, yeah. yeah. We thought we were the like, best. You thought you were helping. We 100%. thought we were Mother Teresa. Yeah. We rolled it. Like, we each rolled a side of it into the room. <laughs> Mark was like, Steve, <laughs> Get it in the door. Jay's if I could have folded the sheet into a swan, I would have. Like, that's how <laughs> oh much we were, like, <laughs> excited about it. So, anyway, that's a, that's a road story, and we've got a bunch more, and, uh, you know, they're hilarious. And most of them will involve a bus driver in some way because <laughs> these Voyager coach drivers or whatever, they're a different breed. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, everyone probably has a story about a crazy, crazy oh, big bus time. Everyone oh, probably yeah. got a story about, like – being i wonder if there's any more like pro guys like we should have asked bunbury and all those guys like we, i think he tried to ask them like what is the worst place yeah. you stayed or you know yeah or like yeah. you're like how 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 are you treated as a pro and stuff like that i know we weren't pros but yeah no, but, but we got in a hotel room you're on your own like you yeah. could be a yeah. messy or you if you feel a bed bug like you're not yeah. over <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, we'll, uh, we'll revisit that segment uh, often. I like that. So that was good. So I'm going to hit you with a few would you rathers real quick before we wrap up. Would you rather eat a veggie burger or not eat at all? Veggie burger. Easy. That's a stupid question. 
I people think oh veggie burgers are you're vegetarian. Shut the hell up. Do your research. We vegetarian. had a kale one the other day. I couldn't okay, even well, finish it. That's a, maybe an anomaly. I'm just saying I would rather eat that than nothing. Like yeah. first of all, eating beef is not good for you. So do your research. Hundred percent not good for you. I would bet my life that all the readings that I've done and research, like we were, our, my whole family has moved to like vegetarian. Jay's a big beef I, researcher, Mark. He's for, been in beef Steve, research for years. Steve hosted, uh, you know, a little barbecue after a golf or something, and he bought the best burgers. I ate it. I'll eat it. Someone gives me a burger, I'll eat. It. I'm not going to be an ass, right? But at our house, we don't buy beef. Interesting. Even okay, yeah. I Such like a stand. Burger. Such a stand about beef right now. No. I'd eat the burger. There's no gray. No gray. I'd feed it. I feed burgers to referees. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, what did you say? You said I'd eat, eat it. it. If I'm hungry, I'm gonna eat it. Like yeah. I just, you know, it feels obvious. Who would you rather least want to play against in a game of Red Rover? The Gutierrez brothers. Oh my God. Or two baby silverback gorillas. Are <laughs> you crazy? I love this. Uh, baby back, baby silverback, baby back ribs. <laughs> now they're ribs. Okay. Uh, definitely, the, I would rather do it with the gorillas. I don't want the Gutierrez brothers hurting me. No, I don't want the Gutierrez brothers anywhere near me. I've, I've scarred for like two games against them. And like, no. you know, come on. I'll somehow outsmart the gorilla. Okay. This is a real question. I want you to take this seriously, even though it's stupid. Take yeah. it serious. All your questions are stupid. Okay, go yeah. on. Yeah, true. Would you rather mud wrestle Fellaini every single day <laughs> for one year? For one year. Okay. <laughs> Or Man United win the Champions League three years in a row? Oh, my God. Great question. I'm mud wrestling him every day. Seriously, because you think about every single evening, you have to be like, oh, crap. Like, you got to get in the car, drive to the mud wrestling arena, and wrestle Fellaini. Where's the mud wrestling arena? (laughs) Oh, you you swayed that a bit more now with that. You know what you're doing, you little puppeteer. (laughs) <laughs> uh no i don't i just do it and if i fail and man united win at least i tried i have the respect from steve like steve's like you know what you tried at least you tried to prevent man united from winning yeah but, but you, like, the question was jay if you wrestle them they don't win so you know so do it i i, I wrestle them every day it'd be awful i'd yeah. lose every day he like he's a monster like yeah, they just get tiring think of day like 97 <laughs> where you're just like Oh, like you're watching a That's movie true. and you're That's like, true. oh, gotta go wrestle Fellini. Bye, Lisa. Oh my true. God. How many, it's in my family calendar. It's color coded the different colors so she knows. Oh, green Fellini wrestling time. Terrible. But you know what's worse? I'm just going to say it. I'm going to start a feud with every, like the menu fans that come out of the cracks when they win. Like maybe, maybe Liverpool's the same. I don't know because I'm a homer with it, but like there's some that it's like, you don't even know how to spell Manchester. Like you couldn't name four people, and like I can't stand that. I need. I'd rather wrestle Flame easy over that. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So last, would you rather you're deep sea fishing? 
Okay, middle of the ocean. I love deep sea fishing. See, you can't see You've land. Okay, Oof. you catch a yellowfin tuna. Okay, congrats. Oh. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I did it. <laughs> the tuna flicks his tail, kills the captain of the ship. <laughs> Who do you want to be in the fishing boat with when oh. that happens? Oh. Gordy McDonald. Oh, wow. Okay. Or Carlo Ancelotti. Wow. So just like, a, two random, different, wow. like, Did you different no, think of planets those names of right now or those yeah. planets? It sounds like you just made it up. Yeah, no, it's right here. You wrote it down earlier. That wow. is a. Yeah. I'm going to answer. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to maybe cut you at the knees, Jay. For me, it's an easy answer. Cause I know him too well. Easily Gordy McDonald. That guy is resourceful. That's the word I had in my head yes. for him. He's soulmates. He's so resourceful in anything. He's hard as nails. Like he would go attack the fish and I would be screaming high pitch like a girl. And he would, then he would cuddle me after to make me feel better. And the boat would get home. Ancelotti, I would just ask him questions. I don't think he's going to do. What's he going to do? He's going <laughs> to fix his jacket? Like put the jacket over the tuna? No, Gordy. No problem. I don't know. He's pretty resourceful. I saw a documentary on Ancelotti and he like, he grew up on a farm. Like he, this guy, he's a pretty hard man. Like, he, Oh my he knows God, he, you've researched him too much. No, wow. but Gordy, yeah. he is, he just got to know, you got to, you got to respect the ones that you know. And, and Gordy for sure. Like, especially he just like is a doer. He just gets things done. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Yeah. You know what? If I, if you go, like I've done it at work, like the team building, like uh, the uh, haunted places, houses and all that or whatever, not the hauntos, the, the escape rooms. Easy. Yeah. I take Gordy. Yeah. be like one of, one of, if not my top pick. Yeah. That's yeah. the, you know what the hardest thing for me, this show was coming up with just someone to put against him in that. Like yeah, it was yeah. dumb. And like, I had to think of a really smart, but like I couldn't find any to go against them. So what about was, the Gutierrez brothers? Yeah. Wow. I don't know. I feel like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, that would have been a good one. But Gordy, yeah. Gordy. He's just, still. I feel like Gordy would put rope in his mouth and like have a knife in his pocket and just yeah. get you home. So we found, we found before the show, because we're losers, we like found that there's one person in Philippines who've listened to this. He's listening to this right now, and he does no, he just lost, we lost him, because he, he doesn't know who Gordy is. Gone. Yeah. yeah. If you're that person in the Philippines listening to this show, email us, DM <laughs> us on one of our, uh, we're going to have you on the show. If you're yeah. in the Philippines, yeah. DM us. Okay. Incredible. Quiz time. It's 5-4, Steve. Jay can tie it up today, folks. It's not going to happen. Big. Since we were talking about derbies, the oldest derby in the world is Sheffield versus Hallam FC. What year was it first played in? Jay has to go first because Jay is bidding $1 higher than everything. I'm not fair. going first. It's fair. Wow. I'm going to say. Eighteen seventy. <laughs> so I really want to answer eighteen seventy one. But I'm going to no eighteen sixty two. Wow. Both of you are fantastic. 1860. 
Steve Holmes. <clears throat> right oh, right off yes. the bat. 1860, it was played. Sheffield versus Hallam, and it was played. Uh, Mine's almost so close that I won both showcases. Yeah, that was that was a both showcase answer. That was yeah. well done. Yeah. It is, uh, it's Sheffield, though. It's Steve. Steve, like, Steve had a trial there. He has history there. Good point. Yeah. So that's that. Um, again, if you're listening in the Philippines, DM us. I need to hear from you. Yeah, we you're on the show. To have this, okay? Yeah. All right. Well, fellas, woo, wrap it up. <laughs> I hate that. Okay, I'm out. Yeah. Bye. All right. See ya. very much for listening today if you haven't already please subscribe to the podcast and of course leave us a five-star review if you want to get in touch you'll find us on instagram at soccer snob one on twitter at soccer snobs one by searching for us on facebook and of course on the web at www.soccersnobs.ca backslash listen you can leave us your opinion give us any comments and if that's where you want to get nasty feel free to do so